Welcome to Wonder Ears, a fun new podcast highlighting your stories and experiences of all things Disney. This is your host, Jacob. And Nora. We are by no means Disney experts, but we do love to learn about the history and unforgettable moments that make Disney so special and keep us wanting to come back to the parks. This week's Monday episode, dropping on a Wednesday, we continue last week's theme, Disney Celebrations. And although many of the Disney celebrations are very big and well-known, there are other parts of the park that are not so well-known, hence requiring a little bit more research. Yes, this year, Club 33 is celebrating its 55th anniversary. It opened on June 15th, 1967. And for those who do not know what Club 33 is, it's a private, members-only, exclusive club located in New Orleans Square at Disneyland. Though there are many myths about how it got its name, Club 33 is actually named after its address. The restaurant is located at 33 Royal Street in New Orleans Square. Next door at 31 Royal Street is the world-famous Blue Bayou restaurant. Membership to this club has been exclusive since the very beginning. The invite-only membership has a waitlist that has been opened and closed over the years due to the high demand. According to one Club 33 member, there is a twenty-five to 100000 initiation fee and a 12500 to 30000 annual fee, depending on the level of membership. Members also get access to the 1901 Lounge in California Adventure, as well as the other Club 33 locations in Walt Disney World. So as you can see, it is very, very exclusive. And although many Disney fans have never had the chance to enter, you did get a chance to visit and dine there. Yeah, so so this is a story that I haven't shared with many people. And uh, sadly, looking back, I wish I would have known more about the history of Club 33. Uh, essentially, it is a restaurant. But I feel like now after, after doing all the research, it is so much more than that. And I didn't know that uh, when I did get a chance to visit uh, this exclusive club. And it wasn't until many years later that uh, actually your dad had brought up the details of it from an article that he had read. And so when he brought it up, I passingly said, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, I, I've been there. I just didn't know how special this club was. Now, as mentioned before, membership to the club is not easily attainable. Members have included celebrities such as Tiger Woods, Tom Hanks, Elton John, and Christina Aguilera. And so my question is, how did you get invited? So the visit to the club almost did not happen. And, and the reason why was that a group of friends, they were planning a trip to Disneyland. And so when they had asked me if I wanted to join them, it turned out that the day that they were planning to go was the exact same day that I had been scheduled to take my SATs. And so I remember um, I was scheduled very early Saturday morning. And so when I had mentioned that to them, they were nice enough to have offered to pick me up right after the exam at the testing site. And, you know, we would all go together and just have a fun day at Disneyland. So, of course, you know, I mean, how could I say no to that? You know, it had already been quite a few stressful months just leading up to that test date. And so I thought, man, this is like the best way to, you know, celebrate. 
So I remember we got there, we got to Disneyland around lunchtime and, you know, of course we're all quite hungry. And so we wanted to grab a bite to eat. And I remember one of the uh, friends within our group, uh, he led us towards the New Orleans Square area and he walked up to this just random door and it had the numbers 33 right next to them. And for me, you know, I just wanted a quick bite to eat because now, you know, keep in mind, I'm a teenager and so I want to spend all my time not eating, but, you know, getting on the rides. And so, you know, he had mentioned this was going to be a sit down lunch. And, you know, in my mind, I'm just thinking like, man, this is just going to be cutting my time in, into the park. And so uh, having said that, he did tell me uh, right before he rang the doorbell that, you know, he, he mentioned to the group, he said, you know, this is, this is a very, very special place, you know, and, and little did I know, I'm like, <laughs> I wish in my head, I've been like, how special, like, what do you mean special, you know, because there's just so many different levels of, of just using that term. But uh, yeah, he, he, yeah, he was right. This, this was a very special and unique place. And so our friend, uh, he rang the doorbell and we got invited in. And I, I do remember stepping through that door and just having a feeling of like, oh, you know, you, you felt like you went back in time. It, it was not a big lobby area. I remember it was pretty small and we were, we were a large group, but um, it, it was just, it was a lot to take in. You know, there was just so much to look at. And again, you know, I, I still have that big regret. I, I just wish I would have known more about the history, more about the stories of the items within within the club, um, one of which is uh, the beautiful, ornate elevator that was in the lobby that would take you to the second floor to the dining area. And, you know, there's just, just so much uh, history behind it that I didn't know at the time. And, and, and I understand that during that time, there was still a lot of secrecy about the club. And so, I mean, you really didn't know about all those stories unless, you know, your, um, the member that had invited you would share that to you. Or if a cast member, if you happen to ask a cast member about the club's history, you know, I know that they are usually more than happy to give you a, a tour of the club and share some very, very interesting stories. And so, um, you know, just, it was just one regret that I have, but now we have done that research. And so that is what we wanted to share in today's episode, that history and those stories. Now let's go back to when Walt was planning and building Disneyland. Unlike most carnivals or parks at that time, Walt did not want to serve alcohol in his park. Of course, like many businessmen during the 1950s and 60s, entertaining clients usually involved having a drink or two, and so Walt had to make a few exceptions. He did have a few places within Disneyland where he would serve alcohol, but only after park hours. When he completed and was planning to bring back 
four of the pavilions he had been commissioned to build for the 1964 New York World's Fair, he found himself having to compromise once again. As the story goes, General Electric was on board with the idea of allowing Walt to install the Carousel of Progress in Tomorrowland, but a few of their executives wanted a VIP lounge within the attraction. Yes, and so Walt had to explain to them that this idea would be very difficult as the attraction would be inside Disneyland and consuming alcohol was just not something that he was willing to support if it were in the attraction. So instead, he told them that he was developing a new land named New Orleans Square. And within this area, there would be enough room for him to build a VIP lounge. And so they loved the idea. They loved having a a private lounge just for themselves where they can just sit back, relax, and enjoy a drink. And so the venue itself was to be attached to an apartment that was being built for Disney. And it was, uh, it had also included a kitchen that would serve both the private club as well as the apartment. Sadly, Walt was not able to experience his own creation. He had passed away a few months before its opening, but there is no doubt that he had left his mark at Club 33. It is not only just a restaurant, it is so much more. It is a piece of Disneyland history. It is also a piece of Walt Disney history. And so that is what draws people back to this special place within Disneyland Park. And as we were doing the research, I didn't realize that in 2014, the club had underwent a big renovation, a big expansion. And so when I had the chance to visit, it was pre-renovation. And so I did get to see a lot of the items that might no longer be there. Uh, These were items that were handpicked by Walt and his wife, one of which was the French lift. Uh, This was the elevator that was located in the lobby. And for many of the members and guests who had the chance to see it, have said that this was probably the most impressive piece of the club. It was a lift from the late 1880s, and it was quite rare, and especially during the time that the club was being built. Um, So the story behind it is that Walt had gone shopping in France with his wife Lillian, and they had spotted this French lift in an older hotel, and so of course they had to have it. Just one small little problem. The hotel did not want to sell him the elevator. So in Walt Disney fashion, when something was not available, he had it built. Walt had artists and Imagineers visit the hotel to study the lift so that they could replicate the lift with necessary modernizations. There were also other famous pieces, including an antique functional phone booth and other movie props, uh, one of which was a walnut table with a white marble top that was said to be used in the legendary 1964 Disney film, Mary Poppins. As part of the expansion in 2014, the original entrance was relocated to where the Court of Angels was before, and for those who had visited the park before this renovation might have remembered this beautiful, beautiful spot within New Orleans Square, and when we were doing the research, I believe this uh, guest had pretty much described it best. Um, He mentioned that the Court of Angels 
was a tucked away, serene and quiet spot. It was just the most beautiful corner of the most beautiful land in Disneyland. It embodied everything most of us loved about the Disney theme parks, gorgeous detail and beauty for no particular reason. And so now this beautiful staircase was now the new lobby for the club. Other changes included a larger elevator, the removal of the original lobby and trophy room, as well as the removal of many artifacts. Around 2005, when Disneyland celebrated its 50th anniversary, the club had a painting commissioned of Walt dining at the restaurant. It's a beautiful painting of Walt at a window table with the Mark Twain riverboat outside, sipping a cup of coffee as he reads the newspaper. I feel like this episode does not even come close to covering all the details, all the splendor of this club. And although I know I probably will never get a chance to enter through those doors again, maybe you in your lifetime, Jacob, will probably get a chance. You never know. But one thing is for sure, I do appreciate that our friend did give us this once in a lifetime experience of having the chance to go into the club. And I know that after taking this time of doing the research, I can understand what he meant when he said, this is a very, very special place. Thank you for listening in. And we cannot wait to share more memories and stories that take us back to the happiest place on earth. This has been your host, Jacob and Nora. Nora.